Hi, 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 Sally. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are you going to stop talking so I can say hi? <laughs> hi, Tyla. Hi, listeners. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. A year ago today. We did it. It was really hard not to go dun-da-da-da after the name because that's what I always want to do. <laughs> you can do it as often as you'd like. You can um, always do that. I decided that in addition to welcome, welcoming our listeners today, I wanted to just officially welcome New York City, too. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, our guest, Kristen, got on before, well, she's going to come on in a minute, but we were talking to her a minute ago, and, and there was loud sirens, and she was like, oh, hi, New York City. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> New York City is going to be a part of this podcast, regardless Great. of whether or not we have a sound editor. So I just wanted to take a minute and say, New York, welcome to our podcast. <laughs> Wonderful. I love it. (laughs) Okay. What's the best thing that's happened to you since the last time we talked? I don't remember when that was. So, um, did we go to Mexico after that? Because if so, that's, that's the best thing that's happened to me. (laughs) (laughs) If not, then I don't have an answer to this question. (laughs) Oh, man. Maybe we should just do a little mini episode on how our lives have shifted post Mexico Uh, because I have a lot to say. That sounds beautiful. Let's definitely do that. that. Great. So that's, you'll hear about that in a future episode. Thanks, guys. Yay. <laughs> what about you? Oh, my goodness. Well, the best thing that happened to me, my heart is beating so fast because it just happened. Oh, breaking I, news. I know, I know. I've been really trusting God lately. Mm-hmm, which is always fun. <laughs> and just doing things that from the outside, I think, seem crazy, like telling the only paying client I have, like, oh, no, you know what? You don't need to pay me anymore because I'm trying to trust in the abundance of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've just had that same client come to me with an idea for a business partnership which is really exciting, and also I'm obsessed with her. I think she's the coolest person in the world, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and to support her is such a gift. And so we were on the phone just now. We were talking about how partnership is really the best thing in the world. And I was like, you know what? That's right, because when I have a partner, I feel like I can do anything, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And and then I realized, like, I've been knowing recently that in my work, I'm going to start calling myself um, a vibrational mentor and channel for divine friendship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it wasn't until today that I realized that friendship for me is synonymous with partnership. Yeah. And then so I just wrote a whole big Facebook post about it just now. I was like, hey, guys, this is what I'm doing for work and it's free. <laughs> <laughs> And it sounded totally crazy. And uh, I thought I would, I thought maybe I would read that on here, but I don't want to because we are short on time. But yeah. Well, great. If I you want to know more about that, anybody, you can email me at tylafowler.com and tell me that you heard this on the podcast because that will make me so excited. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we love our listeners. <laughs> we love knowing that you're listening. <laughs> it's so true. Okay. okay. Great. Um, Record time. Wow. Yeah, I think so. Three and a half minutes. <laughs> we're really flying today. Time is expanding in front of us. That's how I feel. I feel like we've already been on the phone for 15 minutes. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Let's do so this thing. I love this guest <laughs> so much. Uh, 
I was like, what do I want to say about her? There's so much I could say. She and I were briefly in the same sorority in college. And I say briefly because after a couple of semesters, I deactivated because as I now realize, I don't like group friendship situations. I like to have one-on-one friendships. <laughs> Great. Um, but within, within this group of women, this particular woman was someone I was always, you know, really attracted to her energy and really had this like feeling of like, Oh, I really want to be friends. Um, and I think it was mutual. <laughs> she didn't know I was going to go on, on about this. <laughs> I think it was mutual, but we never really made it happen. And then not too long ago, um, we reconnected in New York and had had a little meal together, and it was so fun. And then while we were in Mexico, I got a text message on my phone that was like, that was hi, fun. I'm coming up. Yeah, you were right there. It's like, it's coming up on you. You're losing my job. And, uh, oh, I already said what it was. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler. Um and I was like, oh, my God, this is so great. And I was so excited, but I didn't have her number in my phone. So I was like, who are you, mystery friend? <laughs> and then she told me who she was, and I was like, even better. <laughs> so this is Kristen. Welcome, Kristen. <laughs> Hi, Kristen. Hi. <laughs> Sorry, I really didn't know I was going to do such a big intro. That was amazing. <laughs> oh, uh, hello. Hello. Very excited to make this work. And it's so funny that, um, Tyler, you were talking about like your most exciting thing recently. I just finished the second time listening through this book on tape called The Universe Has Your Back. Um, I'm reading that book right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like taking, I I listened to it the first time. The second time I was like, wait a second. Like I know how ADD I get. So I'm going to go back. (laughs) And the second time I'm going to take notes and. Um, I've already told a couple friends they need to like tune in cause it's just, it, it like says all the things that I've been like thinking about, but it says it in a way that like, I, you know, in a couple words, this is, this is what you need to focus on. Um, yeah. so I'm, it's a, like, I'm a big fan. Here's the thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's happening to me all the time lately. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I am super excited and. And grateful to be a guest on this podcast. I've been a big fan of yours, and and the feeling was definitely mutual. <laughs> um, it's it's funny because my mom's um, one of my favorite sayings for my mom is you meet people for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And even though you and I like didn't spend that much time together at Duke or in between, like the the times that we have gotten together and spent together have been really meaningful and impactful to me and like just getting to like reconnect with you in New York um a couple months ago was like holy shit like I I need to like have this person still in my life like even though I haven't seen them in a couple years um (laughs) I'm like really gonna cry (laughs) (laughs) no it's just like I I do like I mean kind of like this book and a lot of things I've always believed everything happens for a reason and um like I've just been, I mean, that's, that's why I, I was like a little bit terrified as soon as I wrote on the podcast, like to sign up, like what I wanted to talk about and how it was getting laid off. Mm-hmm. Like that, it's a scary thing to, to tell people, like no one wants to say that they were laid off from a job. It just makes you feel, um, you know, it just has like negative connotations. But, um, for whatever reason, 
I like look at that date now and I'm like, fuck yeah. Like that was, oh, sorry. <laughs> the best thing that Delete ever that. No, you can curse. No, yeah, no, you like, can curse as much as possible. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, it's funny because I, yesterday I ran into one of the coworkers. Um, I was, it was, I was working for a startup, um, tech education company and we had a team of, I think like four people. I say, I think like I can't count to four. Um, <laughs> I ran into one of the few people on the team and I was like, you know what? This is great. Like I'm doing great. I haven't seen you in a year, but like I'm about to talk like on a public podcast about how <laughs> I was laid off <laughs> and it was a positive, really positive thing in my life. Um, I don't know, I guess kind of, you know, the, I guess I should just start with like why I think it's positive. Okay. Um, wait, before you do that, <laughs> I'm like, where do I go from here? I know. Well, we, we kind of, we didn't start properly where I like have you sit and like take a deep breath. So I'm going to have you oh, do that. Okay. Now. And then I say a word. And then, yeah. And then you're going to say a word. So <laughs> this is great. Um, yeah. So close your eyes and take a deep breath and don't try to think of a word. Just take a minute and see what comes forward. As terrified. Like, terrified. Ah! <laughs> I felt terrified when you said that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I remember sitting in the chair. And funny thing is, I remember I was actually going into this meeting with the CEO. And, um, and I was actually going to ask for like a promotion or I was going to talk about like next steps and, you know, where I was going because I hadn't. Um, like looking back, I could probably see that there might not, like it was not, I wasn't that happy and I can get into that later, but, um, needless to say, I was shocked. Um, but the most surprising thing about the whole conversation when I was getting laid off as my heart was beating and thoughts of like paying for my health care, <laughs> those terrifying things. Cause I used to <laughs> freelance before this job, um, I was so surprised that also combined with the feeling of like being terrified about what I didn't know was about to come was also a feeling of excitement. Um, mm. and it was just, it was the weirdest thing. I remember I was sitting there and I was kind of like started to cry and then I was like laughing and then I was crying cause I was like, why am I <laughs> laughing? And it was just so awkward. I'm like so awkward. And then I'm crying cause I'm awkward. Um, <laughs> but it's, I think if anything, like, and wait, Tyler, am I jumping again? No, go for oh. it. <laughs> Take it away. Um, <laughs> I think the, the reason I was so excited is just I had, if I had listened to my intuition earlier on, I would have, I think, known quicker that it, I wasn't in the right place at the right company. Um, and I think I would have taken steps earlier to, um, to separate. Um, mm -hmm. Essentially, like in a nutshell, I, um, I moved to New York. I like started a whole career in fashion merchandising, um, out of school. And then I left after three years, just purely told my dad, I was like, I'm unhappy. I'm tired of being unhappy. Um, you know, and he was very supportive. He was like, figure out what you want to do, move home. We'll, you know, we'll support you, which I'm incredibly grateful for that. Um, but I, I moved to New York because I, I discovered that I wanted to pursue a, a career in fa in film. Mm -hmm. And 
when I started working for this startup company, I had already, I was like finally getting comfortable as a freelance videographer, editor, producer. And, you know, it was kind of an opportunity that I couldn't say no to. I had an amazing time the first half of the year that I worked for them. And about halfway through my role transitioned because as a startup, they were, they no longer had video content for me to work on. And my role, like my needs, the company's needs changed. And essentially my, my role changed to being like a project manager. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like a drastically different job. Which is, it's not film. Like it's not, <laughs> yeah. it's so, it's so different. I remember talking to my mom and I was like, I'm just scared that like by taking this new role and this new challenge, I'm selling out to like why I came to New York in the first place, which was to pursue a career in film. Um, so kind of, yeah, that like that mixed feeling of being terrified, but also feeling really excited was just because I knew that this was the like push off the ledge that I really needed to get back to like refocus on why, what I really loved, which is, is pursuing a career in film. How long did it take you to move from feeling terrified to feeling excited? Was it immediate that you were feeling both? It or sounds did it take like a little both. bit of time. <laughs> well, I'm just wondering. It was, well, well so I, I went to the gym. I sound like a crazy person, but I went straight to the gym because I was like, I don't know what's happening with my, my emotions. So like my instinct was just to go like, just move, like see where, what happens when I start to exercise. Yeah, and yeah, that was yeah. a huge mistake. I almost started crying in the warm up. <laughs> Oh. And my, my, I remember the coach at that time, like, looked at me and he was like, are you okay? Like, I think you should go home. And mm-hmm. so I, then I took myself home. Um, but it, it took me about, um, it, I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I won't say that it was like all easy, but pretty much the next morning I got up at like 7 a.m. I got my roommate to come with me. Um, she wasn't working at the time. We got coffee. We went to Borders Bookshop, um, Borders Bookstore. And mm-hmm. I like all of a sudden created this game that I now tell people to do all the time, which is, which is brilliant. You told me about it. And I was like, <laughs> why don't I do that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think everyone should do this. Um, go to the magazine section of Borders or any bookstore and spend like an hour or so just looking at magazines, see what you're attracted to, see what magazines that you pick up and what are you, why are you picking up certain magazines over others? Um, and then furthermore, when you open the magazines, like what are you just looking at the pictures versus which magazines are you actually reading the articles? Um, and then the last step is just to like pick, um, you know, a couple magazines that you actually want to buy. So if you have a hundred dollars, because magazines are surprisingly can get really expensive. Which magazines are you going to buy, take home, and then continue to like read and digest? Um, so that exercise for me was kind of really insightful because, you know, like I, I realized that I didn't pick up any of the like, I picked up like interview, um, magazine because I loved the way that the photographers got really, really creative with the way that they would take something, you know, kind of, um, I don't want to say stereotypical, but they would just find interesting ways to shoot things. Like Mm -hmm. there was this one spread and it was a woman wearing like stockings with high heels on a bed, but the way that the photos were taken where it was like a really 
classy, um, sexy, um, mm. and interesting take. Um, so anyways, the whole point of the exercise for me became like an introspection on like, what, what are the things that I like that I'm interested in? And, and then from there, it was a matter of like, what should I be focusing on for what's next? Because basically I was like, this, me getting laid off from this company is, is a gift in saving my time. It, or to me, I was like, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a gift because for whatever reason, it wasn't a right fit for me, for the company. And, um, you know, it's just like with relationships. Um, if the other person doesn't want to be with you, like, you shouldn't be with that person. Like you shouldn't want to be with them. General <laughs> so, rules for life. <laughs> rules for life, whether it's a job or it's, or it's a person in a relationship. Like I don't want to be in a relationship where it's not a reciprocal feeling. Um, mm-hmm. so I, again, like was just thankful that, you know, it wasn't this like long drawn out relationship. Um, we, I separated on great terms, like ended up consulting for them a month later for three months. Um, so it's, it's definitely still great. Like I still get coffee with my boss all the time, but, um, yeah. So I would say it was a pretty quick turnaround. Yeah. That was like the next morning <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when this happened to me. Oh my, the, the shift took me quite a while longer. <laughs> oh my God. Like months. I think it helped that I, um, I'd freelance before mm-hmm. I started at this company. So um, freelancing as a whole is just, it's kind of like an endurance thing. And mm-hmm. it's just a matter of like, you know, you have to do whatever it takes to stay in the game, um, and just have faith. Um, so for me, that was like bartending and while I was doing freelance gigs. And then as soon as I was able to make enough and have enough stability with freelance, like film jobs, I left bartending. Um, it's all kind of like, just like basically the first time I started freelancing, it was like being a baby in a pool. And then I graduated to getting my like arm flotation devices. <laughs> and like, now I feel like I have an inner tube and like the inner tube could pop at any minute, but I'm like, still, I'm floating pretty good right now in terms of like how I emotionally feel. Yeah. Um, one day I'm going to have a raft, <laughs> Yeah, but not yeah. there yet. Like one of those loungy rafts with a cup holder. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm gonna call you when that happens. I'm gonna be like, Kyla, I just yeah. got a cup holder to my raft. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna like when you call me on that day. We're gonna go out and celebrate hard. Oh yes. <laughs> well, so the question that was coming forward for me because I was sitting here thinking about myself, obviously, and uh, <laughs> thinking about how how you made that shift so quickly and what was different in my situation. Not as like what was wrong with me, but just like what, why did it take me so much longer? And I think I realized the difference is that you had something that you felt passionate about to move towards. Whereas when I, when I I got laid off, I was like, Oh my God, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I am like cut off and I have no idea what direction to move. So I'm just going to like stand still here for a while, which is what I did. Well, I, I skipped over the fact that I had three months from when I quit my job in fashion to when I moved to New York and I was living at home. Mm -hmm. So 
there was about a month from leaving, leaving fashion merchandising, um, not having any idea what I wanted to do. And then after a month, it was when I figured that out. And then like two months before I moved to New York. So I, I totally can relate. I, I wouldn't give myself all the credit at all for like moving on quickly. It's just that this was like the third time I feel like I'd been thrown <laughs> off of a cliff. And, yeah. um, one of the, fa- my favorite cards that I ever found, I gave it to my mom. Um, she was going through a divorce, um, trying to find a new career so that she could create a new identity at the same time that I, you know, left my first career and moved home. So we were both like going through this. It was, it was the craziest thing. We were both like going through like being single <laughs> without a job and like what the, are we doing with our life? Um, <laughs> Sounds like me and my mom. <laughs> yeah. It was like, it, was, it should have been like a movie or something. We're just like, um, I found this card and it had like this little lemon with some, um, aviator goggles and it was jumping off of a plane with like a cape, no like parachute. It was just jumping off a plane. <laughs> and I found it and I gave it to my mom and I was like, cheers to like you and I being bold and adventurous having no idea where we're going to land, but knowing that we're going to land somewhere. And, you know, it's going to be great because once we hit the ground, we're going to make fucking lemonade out of this lemon. (laughs) (laughs) This is the best. (laughs) (laughs) So that's kind of been my mantra is like uh, making lemoncello out of lemons and just being bold and adventurous. Well, I'm um, gonna write that down and put it on my wall. <laughs> Be bold and adventurous. You know, earlier this yeah. week, I uh, I drew a oracle card from my sacred symbols deck, and it was the courage card, <laughs> and it, it's a lightning bolt. Oh my god, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I I got it, and I was like, how is a lightning bolt a symbol of courage? And Immediately, the insight that came through was to follow your impulses fully in the moment that you have them. Um, yeah. And so I've been doing that all week. And that's how it feels is bold and adventurous. Yeah. It's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just following my moment-to-moment whims. You have to. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you have to have, to me, like that mantra has like helped to kind of... Um, it's been like the mast going into a lot of storms is like, just be focused on being bold and adventurous. I couldn't call my parents without saying any words. They're just like, are you having a bad day? And I'm like, yes. And they're like, stay with it. And it's like, okay. And I like kind of cry a little bit. And then it's like, nope, I'm going to be bold. My mom just goes, be bold and adventurous. (laughs) Cause she knows that's like the, This is the best. Your life really should be a movie. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, it's like you've got the really cute, supportive parents. Yeah, this is great. Uh, I wish that I had that relationship with my parents. I guess I have that relationship with Tyla. (laughs) (laughs) And I just, like, live vicariously through your relationship with your podcast. (laughs) Except for right now, because you're here. Yay! This is fantastic. (gasps) All right, let's talk more about serious things. Oh, okay. No, they're not really serious, but (laughs) I just want to steer us back a little. So... You shifted really quickly into feeling pretty excited, and mm-hmm. then you got a whole bunch of magazines, 
And then you did a whole bunch of other things. I think you told me about a time. Oh, post-its. You, yes. Um, post-its. Po- so talk quickly about the post-its <laughs> and then we'll move on. This yeah, is Kristen's um, other really, really incredible strategy that I started to do. And I put eight post-its on my yes. wall and never, ever added more. And those eight <laughs> post-its have been on my wall for like nine months. <laughs> I should preface this as saying um, I, I like – Snapchatted. I first got into Snapchat and I was like snapping about how, um, the day after I was laid off, I was doing post-its and basically, um, writing my obituary. <laughs> and I sent it to this guy that I was like, he's like kind of going on a couple dates with and like he never responded. Like that was the end <laughs> of the relationship. <laughs> yeah, you're like you were crazy. <laughs> yeah, my sister was like, you're crazy. And I was like, ah, it's fine. He's not meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I get it. If you'd sent that picture to me, I would have been like, oh girl, I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a, I have a good friend. Uh, she did a TED talk. Her name is Elizabeth Cardiello and she did a TED talk about, um, reverse planning, um, your, life. Um, so basically it's, it's focusing on what you want to leave. What's the legacy that you want to leave behind in your life and then working backwards from that. Ooh, because Sally, you're going to like this. I can, I can already mm-hmm. tell <laughs> because so many people are so focused on like, you know, the now, which again, um, but like just, you know, I'm at this job in a year. I want this promotion. And in 10 years, I want to be an executive at this company making X amount of money. The problem is, you know, a lot of kind of the podcasts I listen to talk about how people get to that 20-year mark. They're making the money. They have the title that they want, but they don't feel fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And so that's when it becomes important to really look at, you know, in life, at your funeral, what do you want people to remember you for? Because people aren't going to be talking about your title or how you climbed the ladder at this company. You want them talking about the kind of person you are, the impact you had in X, Y, and Z ways. So if you focus on that now and then start taking those steps today, you know, you're on your way to living a ideally more fulfilled life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, listening to this podcast, I was inspired to basically, um, kind of do an exercise the day after I was laid off where I, I put post-its of like, everything I had done in my life and at that point and like kind of where I wanted to go. And, and I had fun digging into like the things that I liked, why I liked them. So it wasn't just to say like, I liked, um, like editing or shooting video. Um, like it was, it was more like, why did I like shooting? And, and when I dug into it, it's like, there's something about physically holding a camera and connecting with the subject and really being able to showcase whatever it is, the emotion that they're trying to talk about, um, so that somebody watching it also feels that kind of connection and understanding of like what I'm trying to capture. So Do you know what that is? What? I just realized the language. Um, Empathy? No. What you do is you use the camera to channel. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I didn't think of it like that. I mean, that's what channeling is, is, yeah. is moving energy through. So to move an energy like an emotion through a lens out to the viewer is like you've created a clear channel. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. 
<laughs> oh my god! I wish I, you should be my my life coach. Help well, me explain what I'm doing. I'm offering divine friendship services right now, so we can put you on that list if you want. It's free, kind of. I'm writing that down right now. Um. Well, because this is, I actually, as you're talking, I realize that what I've learned how to do is actually inspired by you because you told me about that, where you do the post-its and then you look at what you like about the things that you've Mm -hmm. put up. Um, And I never got there with post-its, but I think I eventually started doing it in a more subtle way with everything around me all the time. Mm -hmm. And when you start to see, like, the kind of more like base energetic patterns of what you like, like for you, you enjoy supporting someone else in clearly channeling Mm -hmm. an energy. So when you come up on a situation then in your life that feels uncomfortable and you look at it, you're like, okay, what's really going on here? And you're like, oh my God, I'm supporting someone else channeling an energy. You're like, oh, this is actually what I love to do. And you can totally shift your vibration about how you feel about it. Well, you also... Go ahead. I was going to say, so it's like taking a step further. It's like, not only why do I like what I like, but then like, what is that thing that I like on a purely energetic basis so I can recognize it in my world? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then yeah. you start to like your life a lot more because you're like, oh, I'm doing that thing I love to do all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's how I've taught um, pleasure is like you identify mostly because I feel like it has a really great access point. People know in general what they like mm. and like what brings them pleasure. I haven't done it with post-its, although that sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> um, well, Kristen, like what did you put on your top post-its? Um, Sorry, Sally. I didn't mean to interrupt you, which I did. <laughs> Sally, did you want to finish talking about um, like advising no, on pleasure? Um, I, so like camera, it was, it was like holding and connecting with the subject um, and also I, I feel like it's, um, I, I'm like an outgoing person. I love talking to people, but when I'm holding a camera, I have to become kind of invisible and I love, I love kind of like forcing myself into that. And then all of a sudden I, by just being quiet and listening and reacting to whatever I'm filming, I feel like I become aware of so much more than when I'm just you know, talking or running around or doing things. So it's like this like amazing feeling, even like, uh, this is going to sound so weird, but like sometimes I go to parties and I'm like, I wish I had a camera because I would have a, I have a really good time going to like events and filming events because I just become this invisible person that gets really close to people and things and like capturing those moments. Um, and that's, that's like not normal for my day because most of my day is spent like just like talking and being loud. Um, another thing I, I realized was like I dug into like why I like editing. And again, it's like a physical thing of like I love having like muscle memory with my fingers. Um, people talk about like why they like woodworking and other kind of like physical jobs. Um, editing is the same way. Like I love to at the end of the day look at a sequence that I've edited, um, and I've, I've done it with my fingers. And I also like, I'm kind of, I don't like writing, but I love, you know, getting to, I don't want to say manipulate, but just create stories, um, with the words and images that I, 
I get to film. So um, when I was curate yeah, stories. curate curate stories. That's way better. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was it was uh, editing, shooting, um, and also like I, I, another thing to add on to like the post-its of the challenge is to keep digging into like why. You say you like editing. Why do you like editing? Um, why is there something about the final product? Like some of the best moments, if I think about when I've gotten feedback from people, um, whenever I've sent an edit, like final deliverable and I get a response back, that's like, wow, this is it. Like, wow, this is amazing. Whatever. Like that brings me so much, um, fulfillment that I was able to correctly communicate in a way that somebody else got excited like that makes me excited when someone else gets excited that like they got it too Mm -hmm. um so (laughs) (laughs) I don't know my biggest suggestion is just like it's 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 a bit of homework and it takes time like each of my I've done two post-it sessions in the last year um but each time I've done it I've I've kind of come away a lot more clear about what I want to do and I'm able to actually create goals where I know that what I'm working towards is what it's, it's something that I want and that I feel passionately about. Mm -hmm. So I love all of this. That's like, I mean, you could sell this as personal growth technique if you wanted to, or you could give it away (laughs) for free here on our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The one other thing actually I will have you, Tyler, did we talk about like the hedgehog, finding your hedgehog? Um, I learned this actually when I was working for the startup. Um, I think it was one of the most useful things I learned about like career, finding a career that you love is, is being able to identify your hedgehog. And what your hedgehog is, is if you look at, is it a Venn diagram that has the three circles or is that just two? I think you can have as many as you want. Oh, perfect. So take three circles and the intersection of all three circles is called your hedgehog. And that's where your passion, your skill set, and something like can make you money, where all those three align, that's your hedgehog. So, you know, like you can, you can love to play video games and you can be really good at playing video games but if video games don't make you money that's not a good hedgehog to like mm-hmm. spend the rest of your life focusing on um however if you are a really good programmer you um so you have a skill set in video programming you love playing video games and it can make you a lot of money that's a freaking phenomenal hedgehog mm-hmm. um for someone so you know, no matter what the industry is, it's just like focusing on finding something that you absolutely love can make money in and are skilled in. Um, you make it sound very easy. <laughs> <laughs> I did a, I spent a month calling people of every single industry, like background and just asking them what they did for a month, like a solid month. And that was with my mom. So how did you, Tyler, how did you kind of figure what out, what you want to do? I mean, I know you talked about this on a previous podcast, but well, what was I think the best? I really just figured it out about 10 minutes before our call started today. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
For me, it was kind of like any effort to try to do the things people told me I should do to get clear wasn't actually appealing. (laughs) (laughs) And I really sat around, you know, I think from an outside perspective, it kind of would really look like sat around doing nothing for pretty much a year and a half. Um, I would make little forays toward different business ideas like editing or you know, straight coaching or whatever it was. And I would go towards each one of those and I'd be like, you know what, like, it's not quite the right fit. And then think about like, what didn't I like about it? What would feel better? And it's like, just by continually trying out things that basically trying every idea that enters my head (laughs) and trusting Mm -hmm. that if I, if I don't like it, that I can just not do that thing anymore and wait for the next idea. And the more that I've started actually following those ideas, the more they're coming and things have started to move. And that's how I've gotten clarity. But I did go through that same process internally of really spending time. And I guess maybe that's what I was doing out the last year and a half is like figuring out why I like the things I like and not just that, but why I feel the way I feel about anything. Like, why does this thing make me sad? Why does this thing move me? Um, I posted that. Yeah. (laughs) Posted that. Cause it makes me feel that would be my post-it. Yeah. Like if I could actually have everything I love down, like up on the top and then go through the whole process, I think I would have one big post-it at the bottom and it would say, because it makes me feel. Mm -hmm. So now I just go toward whatever makes me feel, which The other thing, Sally, when you were talking about feeling pleasure, and I cut you off so rudely, um, the thing I, that was coming through for me was that, like, that, you're like, that's an access point for people. But for me, even that wasn't an access point, because I had to get, I had to train myself to actually feel pleasure again, before I could use pleasure. And then I was able to be like, oh, now I know what I like. Now I can go in. But a lot of that time was spent getting back to pleasure. So I don't know if you have any um, what do you got to say to that? <laughs> I mean, I think that it's, it only really becomes that if, if you're, um, if you're kind of overthinking it. Cause I mean, I think it's like, if you're thinking that you need to get it right, then it can be that, but it's like, I like wine. Well, okay, cool. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't, you, you know that you like wine. You don't have to know what does this mean about me yet? You know, so it's like, I like wine. I like showers. I really like hot showers instead of cold showers. Okay, cool. Why? Like, it can be the smallest thing if, if you're trying to think of like, I think sometimes like when we get caught up is when we're trying to think like 10 steps ahead already. Mm, Like, you don't need to get to the, you're not trying to find your purpose because of like based on whether or not you like (laughs) hot showers. Like, you're just trying to identify, oh, I like this or like. Did you watch my shower video yesterday? No. That's, I just posted a whole video about a hot shower. <laughs> well, see, it's because we're so connected. I know. We're so psychic. <laughs> we're in sync, as, as Justin likes to point out. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like you don't have to get to the 10 or 20 or 100 steps ahead. You just get to be like, oh, cool. I really like this specific flavor of coffee. Like, great, great. So, like, make note of that. Or like, you know, you don't have to actually keep a list, but I do like doing that every so often. So it's just like you become more present to what you enjoy, what brings you pleasure. And then from there, you can start asking when you're ready and you'll know when you're ready. 
Like yeah, for you, it, it would have been naturally. like when you, yeah, like for you, it was like, oh, okay, well now I'm accessing my feelings. Cool. So now you're ready to be like, oh, all right. So now I can harness this. What does this mean? For Kristen, it happens in less than 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, totally. Which is great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, trust me. I, yeah, I, for no, a month. You put in a lot of time ahead of that. <laughs> I put in a lot of time. I know you did. Um, it was, I was like, just being silly. it was a full-time job. Um, where my, again, my mom and I would get up at 6am when neither of us had jobs, we'd go to CrossFit, we'd come home, put on our favorite playlist, like shower, eat breakfast. And at 730, we were at work, like stalking <laughs> people on LinkedIn. <laughs> and it became a game of like, just looking at people's LinkedIn, like looking at jobs that I thought sounded interesting. And then the ones that I thought it sounded interesting, I would I would look up people in those jobs on LinkedIn and see what their career path was to get there. Mm -hmm. That's um, smart. So that that's funny kind of though, because it's like, it's still only what they want you to know. So like yeah. on my LinkedIn, it doesn't say, like Oh, point. you know, I spent 24 days doing this that I really enjoyed. <laughs> Cause it's like, <laughs> Oh, it's just 24 days. Nobody needs to know this on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, that's so true. It would be um, so great if there was a site where you had to be completely honest about all of those things. Yeah. No, I mean, most people not. would look completely crazy. <laughs> well, but that's the thing. Then you would be like, well, there are no like quote unquote, like perfect candidates. Yeah, true. totally. Which is the truth anyway. Yeah. A hundred percent. I was just going to say, I wouldn't want that because I know I've had like moments, like time periods where I'm literally just trying to like re refigure things out and it's kind yeah. of like everyone but has those but you're that should be okay point. yeah like that shouldn't be a thing that is looked down upon because i think that if that were more acceptable more people will probably on a life path that feels good to them yeah it's funny because i've been thinking about this a lot lately because well one because i burned my business to the ground and but then two <laughs> my um I then made that like my topic for this month for BizWoo School. So my class is next week. It's on Tuesday. And it's about like when and how to burn your business to the ground. Like when to know that that's the thing that you need to do and like how so to. It will have already aired when this comes out. There will be a replay. Oh, uh, well, you have, you have to have, be in business school. But oh, I yes. I was trying to make it available to our listeners. I was like, Sally, why are you plugging this harder? <laughs> but if you join the coven, then you, you will have access to it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I, I keep thinking about like everybody wants to like get it right and there's not enough, like, I guess, people don't seem to honor enough that like in between playful space. So like even the other day, somebody asked like, Oh, how are you all doing? And like, it was like in a business group. And I was like, I'm just, you know, playing in the ashes of burning my business to the ground. I'm not doing shit. Like, <laughs> like that's just it. That's, that's me. And you know, I, it's, it's sad, I think. And like unfortunate, and maybe this is changing. Like maybe we are giving more space to people to be I mean, okay with like that being where they're at. Sally, that's why I, I thought like as embarrassing or not even embarrassing, but like as hard as it is to kind of like just say, I want to talk on this podcast about how I was laid off. Like mm -hmm. I thought it was important to talk about because it does happen to a lot of people and whether it's they're laid mm -hmm. off, they're fired, whatever the circumstance, their business is not succeeding. I think mm -hmm. the most important takeaway is that Everyone is failing 
at some point or another. And Mm -hmm. it's just really focusing on how you as a person are going to handle that situation. And they talk about, you know, like, um, adversity or like resilience and adversity. So, you know, you accept the unfortunate circumstance or the, you take it as a learning point and then you move on. And it just, I like to look at it as like a game. Um, mm-hmm. whenever yeah, I, you're like, really into games. I like that. I, I, I know. I know. This is what it's, I'm realizing. I'm going to start calling you when I'm like, Kristen, I'm not having fun and I need you to help me have fun. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it is. It is. How can you turn, like, how can you make lemoncella and not lemonade, lemoncella, because lemoncella, <laughs> has a sparkle to it. Um, <laughs> and there must be sparkles. We all know this. We need sparkles and stars. Um, yeah. Like, and another thing is, Sally, like with your company, the fact that you've experienced this, um, and, and this is just kind of, again, like my personal experience is like now all of a sudden you can empathize with so many other entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Um, because, the, just being an entrepreneur, it's kind of like the likelihood that you're going to fail along the way in starting a business, another business is, is so high. Yeah. All of a sudden now you, you become someone who really can understand and empathize with other people. Yeah. Oh, totally. Um, and it's, it's like, it's just part of the process. And I think people don't, like I was saying before, people don't honor it as much. They're like, oh, no, everything is falling apart because I don't know if I want to, you know, do a group program anymore. Like, it's fine. Relax. <laughs> it's okay. Let's play with this. Let's, like, see where where this can take us. Let's well, hang out. It's like, so everything feels like it's falling apart right now, but how can we make that fun? Well, okay, so we only have, like, nine minutes left. So we haven't really covered what happened in the year since. Can you cover that in the next Seven and a half minutes. <laughs> um, let's see. Well, because to me, from afar, <laughs> this like I can't really know. I only see the part of your life that you present on Instagram, but it really looks like your life is kind of rocking. <laughs> it's such a lie. That's just the nature of Instagram. <laughs> it really sucks. <laughs> just kidding. Um, no, it's good. It's it's been a year of ups and downs, but. Um, in the spirit of like making everything a game, I just call it my roller coaster year. Mm-hmm. Um, so since, since I left, I, um, I got, I like freelanced. I've been freelancing the entire time. Um, I worked for three months on, um, with the company that laid me off, which was, really fun. <laughs> They're like, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. It's like, um, and it, but it was great because, all of a sudden, the one thing that I missed the most from freelancing was just every single day you're able to do new jobs with different people mm-hmm. across, you know, with different topics. Um, so it's just, it's been a big year for growth. Um, I started this, I've always wanted to go to film school, but I always miss the deadline. Um, <laughs> and I'm also terrified of going in debt. So, um, I started this concept where on the days that I don't have work or like a paying job, I call it KKU, which stands for KK University. I love this. You've told me about this and I'm obsessed with this. I tried to do this too and I did not get very far. Go ahead. (laughs) So I have like, I have a, a Google Drive like spreadsheet and, um, basically the first, the first part of my spreadsheet is, um, 
it's like, what are, what would the curriculum look like if I was going to be going to film school as a cinematographer? Mm -hmm. Um, so I have like activities and exercises that I should be focused on. So like defining my visual style, um, what are the key themes that I like, like to focus on? Um, what is the aesthetic I look for? And then it's like another section would be like required skills that I need to work on. So it's like pre-production, production, post-production. And then I kind of like dig into detail. And then the last section is like the network and support kind of like, because that's a huge part of the industry. So how am I working on that professionally with friends and family? Mm-hmm. Um, and then like that's, and then it kind of my curriculum expands into different tabs of the spreadsheet to like, um, uh, just like links to different cinematographers, websites, um, work that they've done that I like, um, like breakdowns of different cameras. So it it gets into like more technical stuff, but basically I created this kind of thing so that on the days when I'm not working and it's easy to be like negative about not making money. I can just approach it as like, Hey, this is a, a day that I'm not paying to go to school. And instead, I'm just going to focus on like learning and growing, um, you know, because again, it's it's an endurance thing, whether you're freelance or you're in a career that you love, like it's just a matter of sticking it out and like, um, yeah, how to find the positive in those negative days. (laughs) I feel like you're going to make some serious art. (laughs) Like the way that you're approaching this with such intention and, and... I hope so. I mean, right now I'm not making, I'm like paying my bills and it's, it's, I'm, you know, I'm okay. I'm surviving in New York, which I'm really proud of. Well, I think that you should add making art to your curriculum if you're still doing that. Well, and I think that you could just honor yourself for doing it. You are doing it. Yes. Even if it doesn't seem like that's what you're doing, even if you're like, oh, I'm not making art or like, I'm not doing this thing that I thought I'd be doing or would like to be doing. I mean, you are doing it. Like it doesn't just like honor it. Take the moment to kind of. The art is your life. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually starting an art project with the artist soon. So you guys are going to have to come to one of the dinner series. (laughs) I definitely will. Sally in California. (laughs) I'm going to have a a thing on my website by the end of this girl and I, we have a deadline next week. It's, this is again, another KKU project. I was like, we have to give each other deadlines because there's no professor who's checking in on us. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, um, I totally agree with you. It's, it's important to, um, to celebrate the highs along with, you know, and the in-betweens. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the in-betweens. What's the most exciting thing that you've gotten to work on in this last year that you were like, oh, God, getting fired or laid off? I mean, laid <laughs> off, sorry. <laughs> getting laid off is the best thing that ever happened to me. Have you had any moments like that where you were just living the dream? Um, I started working with an organization called the Female Quotient, which is all about supporting female um, empowerment and reducing the gender pay gap. Um, and I went to Davos, Switzerland with them to film panels and interviews. So it was like basic film stuff. Um, but just the experience of, of getting to travel and kind of, Oh, actually, I think to dig further into why that was such a good trip. Um, I helped to coordinate to have an all female crew. So we had, it was, 
two female videographers, including one was myself. And then we had a sound girl that I found in New York, which is, it's not that easy to find female sound people. Mm. Um, and then we had a female coordinator and it was just crazy because every single day on sets, usually like I'm most likely one of the only females. Um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of female producers and hair and makeup, but like within my camera department or other departments, there's usually not a lot of females. So that was just kind of a cool thing to, That's to coordinate cool. and to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Ah, my heart's like I all flutter. It. I'm like, that's so amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> You're changing the world. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's just really enjoying hard, life. Yeah. 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 Well, I know. Tyler, I think we're going to like have to like definitely talk later about this, the universe thing. Yes, yes, definitely. That thing. (laughs) The big universe and all the things, which is everything. Uh Yeah. Um, Well, before you go, Sally, do you have any more questions before our final wrap up questions? No questions, just like keep enjoying your process. I mean, so much of what you're saying is stuff that I've either done or do regularly or used to teach, um, just in different ways. And so, yeah, you're like totally rocking it. I know. I think Kristen's so inspiring. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I don't know. I think it's like, I mean, cause you guys, um, everyone, this is going to sound kind of abstract and strange again, but um, everyone has a different way of creating a to-do list mm-hmm. and it's just a matter of finding your way, like what works mm-hmm. for you to help you like master whatever you need to master in a given yeah. day. And yeah. like, you know, Sally and Tyler, what you guys have done in your journey is, is unique and amazing. And, and I listen to your podcast because I'm always just searching for different ideas of like how to like adjust my own to-do list. Um, and just like some of the things that I was like talking about today, those are just personal, like post-its, the borders book thing. Those are just two things that I've kind of practiced and that have helped me focus, um, on what I want to do. But it's, and like, that's why I love, I listen to podcasts all the time Yeah, because you just get so much inspiration and the way that people are tackling this journey of, of life. Um, yeah. Oh, totally. so true. You just like, and anytime you share something, you're like, I don't know if this is going to work for you, but it worked for me. It actually worked. <laughs> That's how I feel when I tell people about things. I'm like, I can't believe it. Something worked. <laughs> yeah. I want to tell everybody. <laughs> I want to tell the world. Read this book. So true. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, now that we close up, go ahead and close your eyes again. Okay. And take a deep breath. And feel into your journey from that moment of feeling terrified a year ago and everything that's happened since then until right now. And then share in one word how you're feeling. Overjoyed. Ah, that's such a good word. Sally, I was waiting for your reaction. I was like, come off mute. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it. Thank you guys so much for, for A, doing this podcast. And like, I just, I I told you I listen to it all the time. And it's, um, 
it is, it is like podcasts like yours have become the kind of little like lifelines I listen to on bad days, um, mm-hmm. that like get me through. So I thank you guys for like taking the time and it's, it was such an honor to like get to, to be on it. Oh my goodness. So. Well, you could come on all the time because you feel great. <laughs> when I do have one more question. Yeah. If you could go back to a year ago today and talk to the girl you were then from the woman that you are now, what would you say? Be bold and adventurous. You're going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> we should make t-shirts that say that. Yeah. Totally. Um, the first t-shirt I make, I want it to be KKU. <laughs> oh, and then the back is going to say be um, bold and adventurous. Oh, I'm going to do that for my 30th birthday. <laughs> ah, that's such a good idea. Present to make, myself. <laughs> I'm going to make t-shirts for my 30th birthday. You just inspired me. Oh, my God. What are they going to say? <laughs> um, Kristen, Girl do you day. want to Anybody you're, um, and by anybody, I mean our amazing listeners, any of your social media info so they can follow you and check out any art that you make or anything? Yeah. All this fancy art that I'm about to make in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's uh, Kristen Kramers. um, So just K-R-I-S-T-I-N and then K-R-E-M as in Mary, E-R-S. And that's just like, it's at Kristen Kramers and then... On Facebook, I think it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> and my website is just .com, my name .com. So. Mm-hmm. And we'll put all that in the show notes for you guys. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Kristen, thanks so much. And thank yeah, you for thank all you. your kind words. I'm really receiving them. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Love you, Tyler. <laughs> Love you, too. <laughs> this is so great. Sally, where can people find you on the Internet? You can find me at Sally Simply uh, on all social media at sallymercedes.com. And um, until I have a new business, you can find me at the Business School Coven. Woohoo! And what about you? I'm at Tyla Fowler on all the social media and tylafowler.com. And I'm evidently open for quote-unquote business now. <laughs> so come and find me. Um and if you want to hear anything about our podcast, it's called A Year Ago Today. You can find us at A Year Ago Podcast on all the social medias. That's our Gmail and it's a .com, a year ago podcast.com for our website. Mm-hmm. And if you like our intro outro music, you can follow Zena Hell, Z-Y-N-A-H-E-L on, what is it? SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Those are all the ones. Hooray! We love mm-hmm. you. <laughs> Happy Friday! <laughs> Bye! Bye! Bye. <laughs>